0: British Association for the Advancement of Science, uh, known as the BA for short, um, and now called the British Science Association, um, was really the main scientific body in the UK and indeed one of the leading scientific organisations in the world. And it held an annual conference, uh, known as the BA Meeting, which was held in different towns and cities around the UK every year. And this still happens to this day, now called the British Science Festival. And these were really possibly the largest scientific gathering in the world annually, certainly uh, one of the largest. And so it was a big deal. uh, Wherever it went to, it was a major occasion for that particular place. And it had first come to Dundee in 1867. And this was the first time that it had been in Dundee since then. And One of the things that's really interesting, I think, is actually that many of the changes that had happened in Dundee between those two meetings, and there were a lot of changes, actually very much were driven by the fact of that earlier meeting in 1867. So at that time, there was no university in Dundee. There was um, no technical college, there wasn't a proper museum or art gallery, there wasn't even a decent water supply to the city. And all these things became very apparent when all these you know, major thinkers from around the country and indeed the world descended on Dundee in 1867. And so that led to calls for there to be a university and these various other institutions. And so the, you know, the various wealthy people of Dundee started to put their hands in their pockets and actually fund these institutions. So I think actually the, the that earlier BA meeting played a really crucial role uh, in really stimulating uh, the growth of of both um, education and cultural provision but also things like you know getting proper public services getting a decent water supply you know paving the streets you know basic things that we now take for granted so I think those people that would have come to Dundee for the BA meeting in 1912 who had previously not been since 1867 would have would have found it you know completely changed. And we know that uh, that Dundee meeting in 1912 was a spectacular success. It was actually by far the most successful meeting that the BA had ever held. Um, They actually sold, I'm just checking the number here, 2,467 tickets, and that smashed the previous record. And by contrast, the previous year's meeting was held in Portsmouth, and they only sold 754. So it was hugely popular, and, and one of the reasons for that was that as well as the kind of very academic, scientific discussions that took place, there were also a number of of public sessions. They held evening lectures that were open to the public. They held specific lectures for working men in the city. And there was a whole lot of wider activities. There was a big art exhibition held, for example. There were a number of garden parties and outings and all sorts of different activities. So for example, we know that the Dundee Highland Society organized a tour of nearby Celtic monuments. Uh, the Dundee Horticultural Society staged a, a floral fate. Uh, there was a special meeting of the Dundee Women's Suffrage Society. And, and that's actually another important thing to note was that Dundee was actually quite a major center of, of the suffrage movement at that time. And in fact, that special meeting, the, the president of the BA, uh, who was the physiologist, Edward Schaefer, he attended that meeting and, and publicly stated that he thought that women should have equal voting rights with men which you know not a lot of men were willing to you know go in public and state that so that was quite a quite a big deal so it was really a a major event for the city and it actually um although it cost a huge amount of money uh, it made quite a big profit and obviously there were great economic benefits to having it in Dundee uh, because so many people were were descending there And we know that, uh, you know, obviously a lot of leading uh, figures from all sorts of different fields attended it. So, for example, uh, Flinders Petrie, the famous archaeologist, was there. Uh, Julian Huxley, the biologist. Uh, Ernest Ernest Rutherford, the the father of nuclear physics. Uh, And, you know, a whole lot of different figures from all sorts of different fields. So there was... um, I think there were twelve different sections of the kind of different subjects that were uh, that were uh, uh, studied so they included the sort of basic scientists maths physics chemistry zoology and so on but also things like economics and uh, anthropology uh, educational science agriculture so a lot of kind of major issues of the day were being discussed and debated and it was and it was really a, a big deal for the city
1: and it was phenomenally phenomenally successful because dundee university or what it was called at that time did what dundee university today does and that is it has a fantastically synergistic relationship with its community so it brings town and gown together like almost no other university in the uk and it is intimately involved in its city and it brings its city into it and into its its um its work and in to have a debate and if you come to Dundee and you meet um, the Dundonians um, and the, the 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 population, you know that the people of Dundee are not afraid to tell you what they think. And they're not afraid of voicing their opinions, and that's refreshing, and it's really important when you come to looking at making science useful in 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 any world, whether it's the modern world or whether it's back in 1912. So there's this really special relationship between the city, the people of the city, and um, uh, the university itself and the university's academic staff. And that relationship was the same back then as it is now. One of the other things that was really important um, uh, outside of that sort of citizen based communication, if you like, um, was also the fact that what um, Darcy Wentworth Thompson did when he brought the association meeting to Dundee was he brought serious scientific expertise into the city um, with serious clout. And the Ordinary population, ordinary people, including Jean Milne, really engaged with it. And they went to open lectures from these great men, as it was at the day, um, who were talking to them about really the forefront of science. And the city opened up its arms to this meeting. It um, uh, All the hotels filled up and the local um, wealthy folk uh, in the city invited participants and people visiting um, the meeting to come and to, you know, to, to put them up in their homes and so on. So there's this real community feel about the meeting. Why is that resonant with what the Leverhulme Research Centre is trying to do? It, it's resonant in two main ways, I think. One is that what we were tasked with um, when we um, got our funding from the Leverhulme Trust, we were tasked with bringing what was described as real science into forensic science. So we were tasked with really creating a scientific robustness to underpin the evidence that was being presented in our courts where it was needed, and it's not needed in some areas and it is needed in others. Um, But part of that was an expectation that the people we would do our business with were going to be serious scientists, which is why we collaborate with Cambridge and Edinburgh and Glasgow and other universities that have got really deep roots in terms of research. And that's not to say that the more applied research doesn't matter. Of course it does, but it must be properly scientifically grounded. And that's one of the reasons for our, um, our research centre. And it's a really important one. And it means that we, we have a, a gravitas about the work that we do that has science at the root of it and a proper scientific endeavour at the root of it. The second thing that we um, that, that is, is so synonymous with our research centre is our connection with the public. Again, resonant of what Darcy Wentworth-Thompson wanted to do at the British um, Science Association meeting, which was to bring it to the heart of the people. And so we have a great resonance with, um, with uh, the public, um, whom justice serves and whom in their own way um, are called upon to deliver a duty to justice, which is as members of the jury. And so what we're trying to do is make the science that, that underpins forensic science um, accessible to the public. So we do a lot of public engagement, like these podcasts. We do a lot of work um, with citizen scientists and we have a citizen's jury that works with us directly um, into the heart of the research center so in that way I suppose the way in which this association that 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 um, occurred in uh, with Jean Milne attending these scientific meetings um, and the way in which the university uh, back in that day engaged with the population around it bringing real, Science and and the forefront of scientific endeavour into the heart of the city is something that we're trying to do with forensic science. So there is a resonance, I think, uh, in terms of the way in which we approach what we're doing and the kind of approach that the Dundee University had or its, its predecessor had back in 1912.